Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Anything and Everything podcast for our second ever episode. I'm Stephen. I'm Tom. I'm Sabrina. And today we'll be discussing everything happening in the pop culture landscape, which will include things like the Toy Story 4 trailer, the Lion King posters, Christopher Nolan's new secret film, and then a special review segment where we'll discuss the Netflix original series, Sex Education. So to start things off today, guys, we're going to be talking about Toy Story 4 and uh, the new trailer that just dropped last week. What do you guys reckon? Look, I uh, thought it was a good bit of fun. I really liked the trailer. Um, I really loved the actors just jumping straight back into their roles. At least it seemed that way from what I can gain from a trailer and and like a slightly remixed trailer that came out a bit later. Mm. Um, I really liked it. Um, Of course, I'm a bit biased because I love the original Toy Story and Toy Story 2 and Toy Story 3. So, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was really cute. Like, I mean, I love the Toy Story stories um (laughs) i think like i think they were a really big part of my childhood and so many other people's childhood and i'm i'm so glad that they're bringing it to like more kids um and i thought the whole like the spoon as a toy was so cute like that's absolutely what kids do didn't make a little like a spork spoon toy when they were googly eyes on it yeah i loved it and then you just you don't leave that alone for literally like four weeks and, I don't know. And, and that's been the question right for like for the last couple of films people have kind of questioned the sentience of like what is a toy like yeah. Yeah. what can be alive and i kind of like that they're poking fun at that idea no, well, exactly. my, my question is is how does this fit into the pixar theory <laughs> yes you know much about the pixar theory no. oh well you're oh. in for a bit of a treat this is a mind blow right okay, let's go so give you a 30 second rundown mm-hmm. of the pixar theory basically it's the theory that all of the Pixar films, so Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., Cars, mm-hmm. everything, is all in one timeline. Oh, we love that. Cool. So it, it spans thousands and thousands of years, of Yeet. course, because there are different, like, species alive mm-hmm. and, like, cars evolve sentience and stuff. <laughs> but it's a really cool theory. Yeah, I love that. Um, about, oh, because like, there are, like, little, like, Easter eggs in all of the movies. Yes, there is. Yeah, so, like, yeah, the right. Pizza Planet truck makes an is appearance in every film. Yes. Um, and oh, don't yeah, the yeah. alien... The I think, yeah, the aliens pop up in a couple of different like, films. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the uh, pizza remember, is probably the biggest like, one. There's a carving of Sully in Brave. Yes. Yep. And, like, the witch from Brave is supposed to be, like, a really old boo from Monsters, <gasps> Inc. Yeah. Who, like, time oh, travel back. I got chills. That's so yes. cute. And she's, like, time traveling around using, like, the door travel technology to try and find Sully. Wow, I love that like, so yeah. much. Oh, yeah. my goodness. It's really good. I, I think at this stage, the Pixar um, kind of creators are aware of this theory and i think yeah. they like to play with it a lot they I do yeah. i don't think it's an official thing, no yeah. yeah but it's kind of like they want people to think that it is it's a good thing that's for the so fans cute. Like, yeah, I love it's that. really cool yeah but yeah in terms of toy story 4 itself um i'm i'm on board like the trailer the trailer just brought back everything i thought of the characters that mm-hmm. i love like woody and buzz and i'm i'm excited to be back in that world i am a little hesitant though because just because toy story 3 felt like such a perfect natural end for these characters Mm. Um, yes. Remind me yeah. what happened at the end of Toy Story 3. So the end of Toy Story 3, Andy goes off to college that's and he right. leaves them at the doorstep yes. with a new little girl. Yep, yep, it yep, kind yep, of yep, feels yep, like yep. that's yep. that's mm-hmm. the yep. end. Yes, I was it a... I, I struggle to remember. It was just a friend, wasn't it? It was like a family friend. It wasn't a family, well, I thought it wasn't family member. His... I, think it was, I think it was just a, a random little girl. It wasn't his younger sister. Yeah, I thought it was a family member. It wasn't part of his family. No, it wasn't. Well, he has a younger sister, doesn't he? He does have a younger sister. But she's not that young. Yeah, she's... She's only a little bit younger than him. Yeah, she'd be in the older ages by now. Yes. Yeah, because Jessie was originally his sister's toy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's that old theory that Jesse was his mum's toy, toy oh, which I absolutely yeah. love. Yeah. Yeah. How heartbreaking was Jesse's <laughs> uh, in Toy Story 2? That's what Honestly, I mean. The Toy Story yeah. franchise just brings out so many emotions. Like you're so connected to it. And it's just, just one yeah. of these things that you grow up with. And I, yeah. I am just a little bit worried that they might spoil a bit of the specialness of it. I hope yeah. not. But I, I think Pixar know what they're doing for the most part. Yeah. And I think, I think unlike some other kind of bigger corporations like movie things who they just like their their only goal is to make money i feel like pixar genuinely like want to make really good quality movies that like you know it's not just a money grab it's like no no this is gonna be like important to so many little kids are pixar they're a subsidiary of disney now aren't they yes they are owned by disney disney owns everything but the thing with the thing with pixar though is toy story is the film that kick-started pixar it is it is the first pixar film Mm -hmm. Um, it is kind of what they were most known for, yeah. apart from probably the the little light bulb short film yep. that, that yeah. is quite famous. Yeah. But apart from that, Toy Story really started this Pixar revolution. Mm. So I feel like if there was ever a product that they would be confident in not kind of destroying yeah. the fan love for, it would be mm-hmm. Toy Story. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's definitely their biggest name, mm. I think, Toy Story. So yeah, I'm, I'm quite quite excited. When does it come out? Can you remind it com- us? Yeah, so um, it comes, so Toy Story 4 hits cinemas on June 20th, 2019, so Ooh, very soon. You'll better catch me there. Only 16 <laughs> days. I'm going to yeah. be there, midnight premiere, pushing all the kids out of the way. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's it. like, no, no, this is not a kid, this is not a movie for you children, yeah. it's it's for us. It's for us like, this is kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, people who are like now when, in our 20s. When The Incredibles 2 came out, I'm like, no, no, this is not for the children. This, this is this is for me. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Um, so moving on to another trailer now, um, mm-hmm. we have the trailer for Yesterday, Ooh. which yes. I know me and Tom are pretty pretty Very big fans of, and I think you are as well, yeah. Sabrina. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes. So the Beatles for me are probably my favourite band of all time. So anything remotely involving the Fab Four like get, oh, gets yeah. me going. Not Definitely. to mention the involvement of Danny Boyle, who is like, in my opinion, one of the best directors in Hollywood at the moment. Um, Love that. Yeah. Made the Steve Jobs film, probably one of my favourite films of the decade. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. Um, he's obviously did Slumdog Millionaire as well. Mm-hmm. I think that mm-hmm. he's got some real good cred. The writer like an for original... Love Actually as well, which yep. is oh, 100% incredible. my yeah, okay. favourite film of all time, yes. of course. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. The Beatles are definitely one of the more formative bands of my youth, uh, mm. which is yep. kind of odd since they were in the 60s. <laughs> um, and obviously Paul McCartney, just as a living legend to this day, I absolutely adore just him as a personality and his music. Um, uh, just one of the coolest men alive today. Um, and of course, just the the legacy of of John Lennon as well. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. just as as a man and as a creator. Yeah, himself, of course, absolutely. All of them really in their own right. All great, of them, great yeah. men. Even Ringo. Even Ringo. <laughs> hey, we don't, we won't hear any Ringo hate on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, I'm not a Ringo hater. I do love Ringo. Let's um, not forget George Harrison just because yep. name dropped all the rest. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so George. I feel like George Harrison just is kind of like the forgotten Beatle. Everybody likes I to appreciate it. He's unappreciated, and Ringo has become unironically famous for being yes, like for being hated. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I love Ringo and I love I love all the Beatles. Love all of them. They're great. And I, I really think with the Beatles there's some untapped like cinematic potential with their music. Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like their music is so cinematic in some ways mm-hmm. that like I, I just really feel like we've if you well, think about it, we've never really got a good Beatles there's movie. There's been a couple of Beatles <laughs> yeah. movies, but none of them have been really that really. good. None of them are on the level of like Bohemian Rhapsody or like mm. Yeah, um, for example. Like no mm-hmm. it just even the the bigness of it like the mm. this there's been the no story. blockbuster kind of 
Beatles yeah. film to, to an extent. Yeah. So even though this premise doesn't exactly involve the Beatles yes. story, mm. it's um it's such an interesting premise, by the way. Yeah, like, I love, yeah. I who love hasn't, the idea of it. Like who hasn't thought of like if that happened to you? Like mm. I know, right? Yeah, if you if you were struggling creatively and all of these these this un this untapped suddenly genius that you and and that's kind of I think almost a message of the the, the state of how genius their songs are mm-hmm. yeah. at the time when they were being created it must have been for John and and um, Paul it must have been the most odd experience having thought nobody's done these genius songs before mm-hmm. and, and hit after hit after hit and that's maybe the the message that they're trying to get across is that he is perceived as a genius because of these great songs and that mm. must have been how john and paul and george and ringo felt oh yeah exactly yeah. and specifically john and paul because they were the, they wrote the songs right so mm. um or at least most of them yeah um, so definitely and they're tapping into that whole like Beatlemania kind of thing as well which is really exciting yeah, yeah. we've never really seen anything like that i guess yes. you could argue kind of one direction at the height of their kind of fame <sighs> Was very yeah. much like kind of One Direction still Beatlemania. now in my heart. Yes, <laughs> still for you. Oh, God. <laughs> for me, it would have been God. Who was who was one of my most more formative? Probably the Killers. Oh Yummy. yes, would have been more formative definitely. Um, right. um Five Sauce all the way, <laughs> all the way. Oh, five God. Sauce. Oh my goodness, yes. So yes, I yeah um and and i think i think robbie williams but that's probably more of an english kind of mm-hmm. thing for yeah. me at least um you two aussies might not quite appreciate how big robbie was in his heyday when he's when, just after he left take that and went big with his mm. album right yeah on his own in yeah. his when was it 2000 2001 probably way off but yeah. anyway. uh, it sounds like early 2000s though, yeah, i think from memory very early 2000s yeah. but anyway yesterday opens in cinemas uh june 28th 2019 so another great film coming out this month get let's get home so now the next thing we're going to talk about is uh, the Lion King remake. Ooh, so, Lion um, King. Yeah, this one's been uh, highly anticipated for a while. Um, mm. There's a lot of skepticism towards it, and there's also a lot of hype towards it. So I just kind of wonder what side of the fence you guys fall on. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm i kind of loving the trend of like live action, obviously in quotations for the Lion King, yeah. but like live action remakes of things. Um because I don't know, I think I think it's a way of reviving the old stories for younger kids. Because so many of them are like expecting these like incredibly like well put together like well animated films, and so I mean I think Lion King and like Beauty and the Beast and all those are gonna like they're gonna stand up. But I think it's nice that they're bringing more in, into it. What do you think? Well, I I am kind of with you. I love the idea of remaking The Lion King in terms of live action. Mm. And obviously it's been advertised as a not shot for shot um, Mm -hmm. remake of the original. It's the same story, but done in a slightly different way. They've cut a few of the big songs, I think. Have they cut? Um, Like, I Just Can't Wait to Be King and um, Be Prepared have both been cut. I think think they're the only two that have been cut. As long as Hakuna Matata's in there, I'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't... That's probably the biggest, right? Hakuna Matata. They couldn't get away with cutting that. I'm looking at some of the... Posters right now, yes. Oh, oh my yes. goodness! What I a just, classic! I think you can't cut any of the songs because they're all right. so iconic. It feels iconic. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I think that's that's probably the one thing that I worry about is um I, I'll talk about Aladdin later, but I with the Beauty and the Beast live action remake, I am in love with that movie. Like, <laughs> oh my goodness! It, I literally cried in the cinema when she came out in that yellow dress because it was so like perfect. Like that movie was my childhood, straight yeah. my childhood. And I loved that it was so close to the animation. Mm. Like, there were differences, 
but the like the Ooh. emotions were still there and like pretty much all of the songs were in it and uh, like I don't know a lot of like, it, there was just a lot of similarities and I loved seeing the the two together well but, I never yeah. saw the Beauty and the Beast remake I mean, of course I've seen the original because it's, it's like who hasn't <laughs> it probably will um but I, I I don't know there was a lot of people at the time talking about how it was weird because didn't she did, did, did am I wrong in thinking that something happened between them while he was still the beast like they kissed or something um or did that didn't happen in the original no, I they seem didn't, to recall they, I mean she kisses him when he dies yeah but they don't actually kiss or, I think they get close to it right there's like you know after the ballroom scene they're like on the balcony and he's about to say mm. I love you and then she has to run back to her dad Yes, yeah. yeah, I remember that from the original. So there's yeah, kind yeah. of, there's like that moment of like, oh, are they? Yeah. But they don't. The only time they kiss is, well, obviously after, but yes. um, when, once he's like dead okay. and she's like, I love you, kisses him yeah. and he transforms. Yes, that's right. Okay, yeah. right, yeah. Yeah, it's not like a, this isn't, this is not like an X-rated. Good, because a lot, a lot of people, no, obviously, <laughs> God, no. It'd, it'd be right if Marnie Granger was still like as the cat from like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Then you'd get some like furry kind of thing going on. <laughs> I, there, there is probably a section of the internet that would very, very much enjoy oh, that. Absolutely. A very dark section. Absolutely. Well, Bring, look, bringing it back to the Lion King, anyway. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, like uh, the, the Lion King was definitely one of the most like seminal films of my mm. youth, especially, and I think it. I could say the same for most kids mm-hmm. born in the nineties. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I love the voice cast behind this new project. By the mm. way, I think that the, the African American flavor is perfect. Um, I think yeah. that John Farrow's done a great job at bringing yeah. this kind of team together. Yeah. Donald think... Glover is a great choice as Simba. I think. Yes. Yeah, yes. absolutely. He's Donald a... Glover and James yeah. Earl Jones are two mm-hmm. standouts. Obviously, James Definitely. Earl Jones from the original. Yeah. He's just he's just iconic himself, yeah. James Earl Jones. You know, but like, yeah. um, Donald Glover, I, I like quite a lot as well. Mm-hmm. The only a bit of casting that I'm fishy on is is John Oliver as as Zazu, and mm-hmm. and that's that is probably biased just because I love Rowan Atkinson as Zazu, and I just love <laughs> Rowan Atkinson yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, and Rowan Atkinson is one of the best actors and performers in *Entertainment Alive*. We love. Um, yes. And I I just I don't look confession time. I don't like John Oliver to start with. <laughs> um, I just don't think he's a bit annoying. Sorry, John. Um, but like, uh, <laughs> you're listening. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, John. Your comedy's shit. No. Uh, <laughs> Um, but like I don't know maybe I'll be proved wrong and maybe he'll be perfect for the role and mm. as that kind of like pretentious flappy worrying C-3PO kind of style yeah, kind character, of character maybe yeah. maybe I'm going to be wrong just you know hot take controversial opinion time I'm not the biggest John mm. Oliver fan definitely yeah. I, I think you know a, a lot of I just think that because these characters are so iconic like you mentioned like you can't mm. talk about Zazu without thinking Rowan Atkinson you can't yeah. you know you, you think about uh, like the voice cast of Timon and Pumbaa the original it's mm. It's going to be hard to see these characters in Scar, especially. I think will be a hard one yes. without Jeremy yes. Irons. Um, Scar will yeah. be a big one. Yeah. And you know, I think we're just going to have to kind of give them a chance, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. Though I have to say, I, I am excited for this film, and I, I was a lot more excited, kind of, as it first got announced. The more and more we've seen of these posters, I'm a little less hot on it, just because mm-hmm. I feel like the the photorealistic kind of style that they're going for yeah. with the lines kind of takes away some of like the emotion and, and like kind of the the things we yeah. see from these characters I, in the original, like I the big smiles that. and the, the mm. sad faces, we won't get that yes. as much. Yeah, I do remember when it was first announced, I was like, how the hell do you do a live action version of animals? Yeah, yeah. I know, right. Um, you just train them really well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be an interesting thing because I don't think this has ever really 
been oh, well the, yeah the yeah, other the jungle is, book is probably the only example of yeah. one that's been done before by john favreau as well so yeah, yeah. he's yeah. had the experience if there's anyone you're going to trust is him yeah um, and i mean i think uh, I, I mean i have my own issues with the jungle with the the live action jungle book it's a sacrilege because um, i'm the biggest I'm jungle so book sorry. Yeah. i like i love the original yeah. like i'm such a fan i just i really think they just didn't like even if you don't like the film I think what you can take away from it is that the yeah. animals look amazing in the, oh in absolutely film. and I think that it absolutely so there isn't an issue there so th I'm hoping that the same thing is true for the Lion King just mm. from the posters that I've seen there's been no emotion attached to them they're kind of just yeah. plain faces so I can't yeah. really see but I think I, I think a big part of that is having the voice actors as well yeah. it's like they will put so much emotion into their voice agreed um, and like that's that's really what makes it like because even if even if it was like cartoon like the original yeah. if that was delivered in a um i just can't wait to be king <laughs> yeah, way, rather than, voice, yeah, yeah it's like that would be definitely. awful even with the biggest yeah. expressions definitely like yeah. voice adds so much to it so i think we've just got to kind of trust that, yeah, <laughs> that it'll yeah. be okay and the day, obviously it's a film that's not been released yet so let's mm. wait and see and withhold judgment yes. i am gonna see it um obviously i, I didn't see the jungle but this is going to be a running theme of me saying oh, i didn't see that uh, this week <laughs> but like um i will see the lion king um just because it's so like the original lion, lion king mm. animation is like a near perfect piece yeah. of media it basically, and, like, basically has no flaws um basically um i'm sure someone will sound bite me and say oh but on scene 52 in act three you have a a, a particular discoloration in the anime, you know, <laughs> whatever. I will like, say, <laughs> I, uh, I have my own little hot take on The Lion King. Like, I love The Lion King, Whoa. don't get me wrong. But, Careful, um, did you all ever see Spirit, Stallion of the Cimarron? It had Matt Damon as I saw Spirit. It once when I was like 10, probably. Maybe. I watched that movie every year. That okay. was my favourite childhood movie apart from Beauty and the Beast. Okay. And I gotta say, I think I like that ever so slightly more than the Lion King. But I, that's just because I had horses in it. I went through a really severe horsey phase. <laughs> Who didn't? All right, uh, so, uh, yeah, so <laughs> the Lion King is set to come out on July 19th, 2019. Uh, make sure you guys see it. Uh, it's going to... It's gonna be it's gonna be a, an event film. It's gonna be a big one. Um, and I still like the Lion King. I promise, I still like it. I mean, I mean, uh, you guys hear, heard it first. Live action uh, Spirit remake. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> oh, Spirit, God, incredible! I'm just gonna have to process that yeah, for just, a while. Just yeah. for everyone's um, information, Stephen is just shooting daggers. Seething. He is not pleased. He is Crestfallen um, at the moment. Um, I've never seen him so angry. <laughs> Viewers, his voice may sound lovely, but he's he is, giving us evil. He wants to kill both of us. <laughs> Spirit, though. I've, in the, in, it's a good movie. I've not seen that movie in at least oh sixteen the years. Soundtrack? Oh my god! I think wow. the thing oh that's killing god. me the most is I heard Jungle Book hate and Spirit love in <laughs> within the same minute. I think I'm that was sorry. just a bit too just, much. You know, I like what Can I like. Can we get some? Um, <laughs> Uh, love for the OG childhood film on VHS bed knobs and broomsticks. What Anyone remember that what? film? No, I mean, barely remember. Is that it. is that a British thing? I think it I might think it's be. A British thing. With I a name like bed knobs and broomsticks, <laughs> you can only put knob in the title and unironically and have it be British. Yeah, that's but it, yeah. From what I can recall, Bellins I had it on VHS and I had to like rewind the VHS. Oh, we love. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, and like, from what I can recall. It was about a magical time traveling bed, and oh, like cool. about sort of like it, it reminded me a lot of like if you remember the original um, 
uh, what's it? Um, a, 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 oh God, really famous film about a nanny. Nanny uh, McPhee. No, oh God, you know <laughs> Chim Chimney, Chim Chimney. What? Oh, Why have I blanked on the title um, of that film? It's so famous. Is that? That's You're talking about Mary Poppins. Yeah, Mary yeah, Poppins. I was gonna say like, uh, like Mary Mary Sue, but that's something completely different. Right, Mary yeah. po- I can't believe I forgot the name of Mary Poppins. Well, no. I am. It, it was in the vein of like Mary Poppins and like that kind of like musical film mm. um, about like. Uh, like a like an aunt and an uncle, or so I can barely remember it. But like bedknobs and broomsticks, man, that was an shout OG out film. Bedknobs and broomsticks, a film that I can't remember. And shout out to another film about. Um, no, that transition didn't work at all. <laughs> we're, we're going to be talking about uh, Robert Pattinson as Quinn and Alice's Batman, guys. Wow. You tried your best. We tried. It's, it's fine. Robert um, Pattinson. Let's all be smoother. I promise. Batman. <laughs> Like, well, look, Batman is such an iconic character, mm. and he's supposed to be in this new DC universe, which is already riddled with dreadful films. <laughs> Pretty um, much. Yeah. It has a couple Wonder of... Woman's probably its only seven grades. Yes. Yeah. Wonder Woman and maybe certain portions. Oh, Shazam as well, actually. It was really Shazam. Oh, yeah. Is, was that, is that out? Yeah. It's out. I yeah, it's been out for a couple. Oh, it's been out for a while, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? God, I'm behind the times. I thought it was coming out in, like, a week or something. No, no. It's no, been out for a while. it's been out for a while. Okay, was that good? Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, um, I've, it's I've, one of my yeah, favorite I've heard from a lot of people that it was good. Like, okay. my uh, my brother and his girlfriend went to go see, like, a double feature at the drive-in movies. It was Hellboy and Shazam. Right. And they were expecting nice Hellboy to be the good one. Yeah. yeah. And Shazam to be, like, uh, Complete shock. But it was, it was the other way so... Around. It was so much the opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Fair yeah. enough. Well, look, I... Yeah, I kind of am looking forward to... Uh, I just like Batman, and obviously I love the Chris Nolan trilogy, mm-hmm. the Dark yep. Knight trilogy, mm-hmm. just fantastic films. Um, but I just... I, th- I think, and obviously this is very much sort of amateur hour here, I am not a qualified <laughs> filmmaker, but I think that the DC universe needs rebooting. It's not yeah. very old yeah. as a universe, but it's got so many duds that like... Yeah. I, th- yeah. I think this is going to be a little bit of a soft reboot, especially for the Batman character as a whole. Mm. Um, because it's going to be directed by Matt Reeves, who, if you guys know, did the the last two Planet of the Apes, Apes films, which oh, are yeah. tremendous, mm. really, really good films. Um, I think he's a really good director. He also made Cloverfield, the original one, which okay. is really good right. as well. Yeah, nice. yeah. So I have a lot of trust in him as a director, and yes. I think that him teaming up with pa- someone like Pattinson, who's kind of this like new, energetic, um, kind yeah. of like new age actor sort of thing, I think yeah. is going to be a real good take for yeah. the, and I'm hoping that this can kind of rebrand Batman in a different in a different light yeah, definitely. so do we have any details concerning the actual film is it going to be an origin story is it going to be a so it's rumoured to be an origin story okay. um, that's kind of all we know at this stage we've sure. not seen that origin yeah. story enough times no. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not well it, the the rumour around the villain is that it's going to be um, Nicholas Holt playing the Riddler <gasps> Oh, yes. So, excellent. Oh my god, yes, excellent. please. It's kind Thank of something you, that we that. haven't probably seen from yeah, Batman in a while. Obviously, the Joker and Bane have been quite well done yes. mm-hmm. in the last few years, so maybe let those characters rest for a bit. Yeah, but oh, yeah. the Riddler. Riddler's I an interesting taste because he's kind of this. The Riddler and the Penguin to me are kind of these like. 80s Batman villains who oh, are kind of a bit, a bit more classical, from a bit the, more from like the George Clooney. Batman. I mean, my, yes. my favorite. <laughs> this is like not quite movie related, but my favorite like memories of like the Riddler are playing him in the the Lego Batman, right. um, oh my God. like PS2 game. Mm. Oh man, he was my favorite character. To play. Yes, really, really <laughs> annoying challenges in the Arkham games, like his mm. side challenges. Did either of you play the Arkham Asylum, Arkham Knight? I haven't. Games? I Sorry. keep getting told by people to play them. Though. I I think I I think I only I I played the first one. I think I played a bit of the second one. Mm. Um, yeah. and there were these sort of like so there was the main story mm. which followed the Joker mm. and like all the prisoners of Arkham, yep. 
And then there was like the Riddler, but he was kind of like side questy. So oh, like yeah. there were little pickups and challenges to do along the side, and they're all done by the Riddler. And he would kind of like, in the vein of like Borderlands, where they where the villain contacts you over the radio, like the Riddler would that. like yeah, yeah. contact you over the radio and give you clues and stuff. And oh, they were fun, but a lot of them were really tedious and annoying. Mm-hmm. That's my formative uh, memories oh, of the love. Riddler yeah, is okay. like being really frustrated yeah. by the Riddler. No, that's so exciting, like Nicholas Holt as like. Yeah, I really a like really this young cast. Guy. Yes. Like, I mean, I've seen him in a lot. Like, I've seen him yeah. in in Skins yeah. and in Warm Bodies and uh, X Men as well. X Men. Who do you play in X Men? The Beast. Beast. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah on, of dude. course. Oh. And he was in Pirates of the Caribbean as well. The one with the mermaids. I think at World's End. No, not at World's Maybe End. Maybe I have blocked that, that film out of my head. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, not at World's End. The one after. Yeah. It was no, no, yeah, no, no. Dead men tell no tales. Dead men tell no tales. The one with where Will came back, right? Yeah, was yeah, that yeah. The recent oh my God, one? I cried. No, it wasn't the recent one. That because that was Nicholas Holt. <laughs> that was someone else. That was um yeah, Brendan no, Waits, one Australian of the, kid. One, one yeah. of the one of the more recent pirates. Yeah, he played, anyway, he played the, the, I think the he was in the fourth one. Yeah, yeah, horrible, horrible, unspeakable film. We shall not speak of it. Let's move on. Um, yeah, yeah, moving on anyway. No, so I'm, like, I'm really excited to see him as kind of like a little bit like darker. Like there was that hint of it almost in Skins because he really played an asshole. But like I'm, I'm excited. So That's cool. So yeah. Robert Pattinson going back to mm-hmm. the man yes. himself. He's really become like I really think he has what it takes. Oh, absolutely. I'm not sure if any of you guys have seen his like more later work since kind of the Twilight era, like but like his stuff like um. Stuff? Stuff like spotlighting and good time, especially mm. two tremendous performances. He plays really different kinds of characters. He plays like a junkie in Good Time. Mm. I love that. Um, and he's, I, I just really think that he's got a lot I, more yeah. to his. I think acting he's a really pen. versatile actor, and I think it's unfortunate that Twilight he kind of got his. I, I mean, he started in Harry Potter, yeah. but I suppose his big. Big was that his very first was, film, Harry Potter? Yes, that was his his first kind of mainstream film, okay. at least. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's kind of unfortunate that so many people hate him just because of the character he played for sure um i think the narrative's turning though he reminds me of someone like a zach efron right who started with high school musical and kind of has gained credibility slowly and then with the release of the ted bundy film people now consider him a serious actor i mean and also with that whole twilight thing there has been such a huge resurgence of like support for the twilight movies like as as like nostalgic things and i'm so here for it (laughs) like I got. I wasn't the biggest fan of the movies when they came out, but I'm so here for like this, like losing that negative, like yes. oh, there were such shit films because they kind of are. Well, I, I, but I it's don't, like childhood. Well, I don't, I don't understand the hate for films like that. So mm. for films like High School Musical and, and Twilight oh, and things, those kind of like teen films, I don't understand grown adults hating on them. Mm. Like, sure, they're dreadful movies, but they're not designed to be consumed exactly. in a serious manner. In yeah. they, they know their target audience, right? No, sure. exactly. If they know their target audience is teen girls, then yeah, and it's like, know, honestly, they, they're more than welcome yeah, to they play do their to that job audience. Well, like. The trouble is, is that obviously when you have an actor who goes into those franchises mm-hmm. like Robert Pattinson, mm-hmm. and then forever they are considered to be an serious yeah. entity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do think um, a lot of the attitude about like conflating actors and their characters is changing. Yes. I think a real turning point that I noticed it was um, going back to Game of Thrones. Remember when people started hating on the guy who played Joffrey? Jack Gleeson. Yes. Jack Gleeson. He like he straight up quit acting yeah, because he couldn't he deal with that much hate because everyone was like, oh, you obviously, you play an arsehole character, so obviously you're an arsehole. But I think after was that... Was that definitely why he quit acting? And that's what I heard. I don't know God. if it's actually yeah, there true. There was different rumours about it, but like, I think yeah. that definitely That would have been a, a big part of it. Yeah. yeah. So like, he was just... like, how old was he? Like... 
16? Very young. Very young. Like, that's, yeah, that's all. awful. But I do hope he makes a return to the screen. Yeah, he's so, he's so talented. He's too good, but, he's too, too good yeah. not to. But yeah. I do remember after he quit and it was kind of like, oh, okay. Like, collectively, everyone realised, we can't be doing that because he yes. is a different person to his character. And then people started to be like, no, honestly, like, the fact that he can play a character that awful is, like is a testament to his acting ability. I know, he's so and skilled. We need, we, need, yeah. we need to start looking at actors in their overall filmographies yes. instead of rather than mm-hmm. judging them off one film, right? Because yeah. otherwise yeah. we scare these guys off like Jack Gleason. Yeah. And, um, yeah but oh, I, sorry, guys, I, I just saw a bunch of news just popped up on oh. my thing. I just thought I should tell you. Oh, um, Jack Gleason just got cast in um, the Spirit remake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Who is he cast as in Spirit? <laughs> the horse, done. The horse. No, horse needs, number five. That needs to be Matt Damon. Excuse <laughs> me. Um, I... Um, speaking of, uh, if we can go on a little bit of a tangent here, mm-hmm. um, actors who were driven away and drove themselves away literally into traffic, Jake Lloyd from Star Wars, went pod racing in real life a few years ago, no, if you remember. Oh, wow. I did not. What? Yeah, did you not remember? How this was big news. He wanted a drug and alcohol fueled car chase with the oh police across two US <gasps> counties what? after he like struck his mother. It was dreadful and all the what? memes about like pod racing in real life. oh my god that's <laughs> it's dreadful that's a big he was driven to it over from years and years of abuse for playing young anakin skywalker um and now oh, i just man. think he's just given up because he wanted to become a director for a yeah. while and wanted to write and direct but nobody would take him seriously people people take these things too far i think mm. they oh, yeah. absolutely they, they don't know where to draw the line between mm-hmm. what is essentially yes. fiction yeah. and what's like yeah. this is a, you have, a real man's yeah. career I, I do think it's changing though yes. like i, I think so. the discourse i've noticed there has been a, a very big shift between right. that actor is playing a bad character or okay kristen stewart that's another one yeah so 100%. she's had roles the character of bella is so bland like yeah. i read the books she She's awful. She's like she's just she's she does nothing, and I don't like her as a character. Question: mm-hmm. Isn't she supposed? Isn't she written to be like a self-insert character, like Neo in the Matrix, Quite or like scary. Harry in Harry Potter? And Harry in Harry Potter, these characters who are so bland, so regular, bland, so yeah. regular yeah. character that the reader or the viewer is supposed to insert themselves i don't know if that if she quite works as a bland as, as a self-insert because she is just like she's like the moody teenage girl to the extreme right like you'll re- remember in like i think the second movie where edward leaves and she sits in a chair for months yeah i know right yeah like i mean yeah i remember that i, yeah. <laughs> I, I have not seen any of the twilight movies yeah, Sh- to my okay. shame have seen them all when don't they be ashamed were ashamed, <laughs> Don't be ashamed. It's fine. No, I won't be ashamed. I was dragged to the first four because the f- last one was split up into two, right? Yeah. Sweet. So, Sorry, moving guys. from one Robert Pattinson project <laughs> to another, he's now confirmed to be starring in Christopher Nolan's new film, Tenet. Mm. By the way, that was a much Tenet. better transition, guys. Come on. Tenet. Some credit. <laughs> well, um, well done. Well despite done. having a really hard name to say, I don't know much about it. Yeah, so um, essentially not much has been said about it, but the brief description description that we've gotten so far is that it's an action epic revolving around the world of international espionage. So essentially it's rumoured to be uh, Christopher Nolan's kind of individual Bond film because he mm. didn't get given the chance to direct a Bond film. Love. So um, I, I really like the sounds of that. Um, the, the cast is great. Robert Pattinson, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, if you guys know who he is, Elizabeth Debicki, Michael Caine. What's he been in? Uh, Aaron Taylor-Johnson. He was in um, he was in a whole bunch of stuff. He was in Kick-Ass. <laughs> he was in... Um, 
He was in a film last a uh, couple of years ago called Nocturnal Animals, where he was tremendous. Yes, um, yes, he yes, was yes, amazing yes. in yeah. that. Um, yeah, he's just one of these up and coming actors that I really like personally. We so I'm excited to see him in that. Yeah, um, not much to really say on that. I just think that Chris Nolan's a guy that kind of he's never really made a bad film. Mm. I think that shout it, out it should, to Chris Nolan. Chris, shout out to Chris Nolan. I think we should just yeah <laughs> always be on watch. I'm always interested to see what he's doing next. Yeah, mm. it's not out till 2020. So okay, so it's a way yeah. away. We'll hear well, some more stuff as we come. Yeah. Wow, yeah. it's weird to think 2020 is is. Not that far away. A year away. Half a year away. (laughs) Crazy, isn't it? We're literally halfway through the year. I know. Crazy. And now, guys, we're going to move on to our What Have We Been Watching segment. So, essentially, we're just going to be talking about what it sounds like, what have we been watching recently, any Mm -hmm. TV, movie, series, that kind of thing. Old, new, doesn't have to be particularly new or interesting. Yeah, just what's been happening during the last week or fortnight. Wow. Sabrina, you want to start us off? You sound like you've got to say about Aladdin. Yeah. Um, So, I watched that, like last week nice. um i had a little study break it's a good time um <laughs> but honestly i quite enjoyed it there were definitely some really interesting things that they did like editing wise and um like i don't know like the th- some things that i wasn't super pleased with like for example in the first song i don't know why they did this but i'm pretty sure they filmed it in slow motion not in like they filmed it and then slowed it down, as in they would have they, maybe they played the music slowly, and got the actors to move, move slowly. <laughs> yeah, it, it was so weird, and I okay. think they sped it up in post. Wow. Yeah, because it was like the music was normal, but and sometimes the, like most of the time the actors were fine, like they looked like they were moving at normal speed. The background was going quite quickly, but then occasionally the actors would like, it was like they were like speed running it. Right. Just occasionally, but the music was still going at a normal speed. It was so weird, and I don't know why they did that. It just confused me. That's what I noticed. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, and I kind of, um, I kind of wish Jasmine would have had more songs because she only had like two. Right. And she had such a beautiful voice. Um, but honestly, overall, it was pretty good. Like, yeah. Will Smith. I had my doubts because we all did. We all did. the genie should not be buff, but he wasn't like. <laughs> What that was that was honestly yeah. like yeah and there's like and like Robin Williams as well like he was just such a perfect yeah. like in my childhood. You already got DJ Khaled on set. Oh. You may as well make him genie. Yeah, Stop. DJ, <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I think Will Smith's a bit better than DJ. Will Smith's <laughs> a better singer than DJ Khaled in my opinion. Yeah, actually, he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the first song he I Woody think. Wow. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, that was dreadful. <clears throat> um, yeah, but like he he had that like charisma and that kind of like the jokey like. You know how Robin Williams does that, like, the talk fast thing? Yeah. He, like, kind of did that. Right, and it okay. was very reminiscent of it, but not to the point where it was, like, a caricature. Yeah. It was just, like, oh, that's a bit of my Good childhood. Good reminder. Yeah. Nice one. Nice yeah. one. That's right. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I am, I'm briefly becoming more excited for it as I kind of hear the reviews mm. aren't as bad as kind of the trailers yeah. made it look, I yeah. think. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm yeah. briefly excited. Yeah. No, I'm a little bit guilty good. of avoiding it because of, bad predictions and mm. that's something i yep. think i need to stop doing and i think everyone needs to stop doing in terms of mm. and it's the same thing really has just been happening with all sorts of things and we were talking before we started recording about um solo a star wars story that mm. came out god when did that come out like last year yeah um that it was it was unfairly sort of affected by bad box office um since the real divided response to the last jedi mm-hmm. everybody didn't everyone who didn't like the last jedi didn't go to go see solo so it's like solo was then affected and it was actually a, a fairly competently put together yeah. film 
um, at least in terms of it was far less divisive than, than the last Jedi was at the very least yeah. um, and uh, it was affected by that unfortunately um, mm-hmm. so I think I need to stop doing that and I kind of did that with Aladdin and everyone's kind of saying like oh Will Smith is the genie or you know all yeah stuff, I mean honestly I was, I was so out. worried yeah, I was poster. like he should not have huge muscles and like be buff yeah like I'm sorry the genie is like kind of chubby chubby yeah yeah, yeah. but like it, I don't know he kind of like it kind of worked like right. he wasn't he wasn't like skinny buff he yes. was like thick buff was it a <laughs> like, you know, like you know like like Vin Diesel Right. The Rock, like thick buff. Yeah, yeah. Oh he goodness. was like that rather than like. Okay. Tom Holland. Obscenely buff, like like Vin Diesel. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. But like, it wasn't like, it was okay. It was kind of cartoony buff, in a way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've got a little bit more hope for it. Yeah. What yeah. have you been watching, Tom? Anyway? What have I been watching? Well, nothing new. I'm rewatching Peaky Blinders. We love um, because it's love a Peaky fantastic Blinders. series, isn't it? Just amazing. <laughs> in preparation for season five or six which is the new one five yeah five five. yeah season five coming out next year um it's obviously been moved to bbc one in Mm -hmm. the uk um you get it on you can find on netflix find it on netflix um seasons one through four at the moment Mm -hmm. um it's a fantastic series i just i'm in love with the characters i had the biggest crush on pretty much all the female love interests of tommy shelby throughout the show i love that grace and then may (laughs) big time grace big Big time time grace Grace. (laughs) big time Grace. Grace. even his new love interest the the communist girl um, oh yeah yeah, she's actually quite a cool character and i'm kind of interested to see in the way she goes she was also in the female characters is great in peaky blinders all together can we just say like yes um, polly shout out uh, to polly is one of like the best television characters at yes, the moment i know shout out to um, ada's and ada's development as yeah, well yeah ada, ada i'm really apparently we're seeing a lot more of ada oh, coming wait. into series five cool. so i'm excited for I that i hope she um, becomes more involved in family business definitely yeah and i think I, yeah i think that now that um by the way spoilers for anything we're should talking i block about me because i have not seen peaky blinders well it's up to you if you want i'm not going to say anything it. super spoiler i'm no. just going to say that now that we are where we are with the family Yes, um, I think that yes. Arthur and Tommy are going to need some more help. After so, the, yes, after the big sort of the big thing that happened in season four. The big, yeah, the, is it sort of the, towards the beginning of yeah. season four. Okay, we as a third party listing, I'm like, yes, absolutely, <laughs> yes, I, I yeah. agree. Well, um, I can spoil something that happened <laughs> in between. So it's not really a spoiler. Well, it is Uh-oh. a spoiler for the way that it developed between season one and two. But a particular character, the actor, didn't return, so they had yes. to write him off Ooh. after season one. And that sh- that character was quite close to Ada, yes. at least in the first season. Yep. And he didn't return for the second sub- season, yeah. subsequent seasons, which meant that her character kind of got a bit sidelined. Yes, yeah. and I love her development from this naive young girl who is kind of a bit funny and a bit like dumb, really. Yeah. Uh, and then she becomes quite heavily political, almost cringeworthy. She's like that friend that's really into politics. Oh, and yeah. Like, and I am so that friend. In, 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 yeah, so me. Yeah, basically. <laughs> She's basically me. No. Um, and she develops into... Um, and then she realises that she's never going to change the world and she becomes a bit disenfranchised with politics. A bit more cynical, bit more mm-hmm. cynical in season four. And I really like that. And I think that bringing her around. And then just Tommy Shelby, Killian Murphy. Killian Murphy. What a performance, huh? Just genuinely one of the best television characters you will ever see he's like, in batman begins as well yeah but yeah, yeah. killian murphy as an actor is completely underrated but mm. in peaky blinders specifically just one of the most consistent like 
perfect anti-heroes. He's up there with oh like he likes like Walter White in terms of like yeah, your sure. anti-hero kind of character. I think he's more sympathetic than Walter White though. Definitely, yeah. he doesn't make he doesn't make as evil decisions as no, Walter White. Definitely not. There are times where you where they make you feel like he's going against mm. um, what people want yes. for the greater good of the family. But that's his thing. He's always for the greater good but of he, the family. But right? the thing is, is that Tommy Shelby is working against a corrupt institution so he's working oftentimes working against other criminal elements and working against what is clearly a corrupt government and a judicial yep. system and he's a war veteran so you want to support him you like, want to he support has your him. sympathy the thing about walter white is is that he's an evil man working against a good institution so the, yep. the police force of like all the, the drug enforcement agency of mm-hmm. the u.s right well controversially right. i say good <laughs> quote unquote good i mean morally good trying to stop criminals is, yeah. is morally good and Walter White mercilessly murdering people towards the end of Breaking Bad Jeez. versus yeah I know right <laughs> just in going mental and killing people whereas Tommy Shelby only really kills in self-defense or if he has to mm. he doesn't kind of and he doesn't go to, to extremes you know he has a heart and he, you can see that his character development and then just you know just all of them all the brothers all four brothers, even Finn. Even Finn, yeah. Even Finn. <laughs> the he, forgotten yeah, Finn, the forgotten, yeah. the forgotten brother, the youngest brother. And then just like, just, um, and Michael as well. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. What a great, Mike, bringing Michael in as kind yes. of Tommy's protege was yes, great. that was incredible. Well, he's kind of going away next season, yeah. isn't he? Because he, I, again, Sabrina, I don't want to spoil it for you, <laughs> but he does something to disappoint Tommy and then yeah. he's, he's going to America to run the American side of the business. That's what it sounds like. So I guess we'll see, we'll see a little there. bit of America in this a little bit of, Yeah, and we'll mm-hmm. see Al Capone maybe. Because yeah, they've, they've, they've hinted at that quite heavily. They have, yeah. yeah. So it's such a fantastic show. If you haven't watched Peaky Blinders, I'm not going to spoil it here because it's just so amazing. I will review it hopefully on the podcast at one point. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely have to at some point. Um, but I'd like blinders. to do it before season five comes yeah. out, which is supposed to be next year. Yeah. Um, oh, easy. So yeah, definitely yeah, would love to review it, but highly recommended. Um, I have also been reading something else, but I don't want to dominate, so I will pass the torch to somebody else who's been. What have you guys been watching, reading? Yeah. Or Stephen, um, what have you been doing? Yeah. So I've been watching a couple things. So I'll just give a quick shout out to these two HBO shows that I think are brilliant. Um, Barry with Bill Hader which is probably one of the best shows on television at the moment, and Chernobyl, which is like a five-part HBO series, oh, yeah. which is tremendous, that's, and it's I'm finishing up actually scene. today. I'm going to watch the finale tonight. I'm really Ooh, excited fantastic. for um, That's been really, really good, and both those series, I think HBO just has set the bar for TV at the moment, mm-hmm. and I think they're the kind of the current kings of television. Oh, for but sure, yeah. The film I watched last night that I kind of really want to talk about oh, yes. is, um, is an old film from, I think it came out in the year 2000, Okay. Um, it was a favourite of mine as growing up as a kid and I wanted to show it to my fiance at the moment she right. had never seen it before and I was really excited and it's called The Patriot I'm not sure Patriot. if any of you guys have seen it so I, I feel like I've yeah. heard of it yeah, you know a, what I have heard of it I was at a friend's house and he was watching it about mm. a year ago Right. but I don't think I watched it with him I think I was I was I think I'd had a bit to drink. Yeah. <laughs> and he was watching The Patriot kind of like passed out on his sofa and I was sort of like just chilling out, I think, with some friends. So it was on yeah. and I kind of have it had it in my periphery and I, I have this image of like a like a I can't even remember. It was this guy in like a Kevlar vest, like storage yeah, right. building or something. I can't remember. Yeah, just um, just imagine like an American Patriot version of Braveheart. It's basically it. Okay, oh, right. So, so oh right, maybe I'm thinking of something completely different. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe. Uh, Kevlar vests and stuff. What? Give us a rundown. Of yes, Patriot. So essentially, the the story revolves around a a farmer 
who um, okay, right right at the start of, right at the start of the um, British and American Revolutionary War. Okay. Mm-hmm. Essentially, it's it's from the American point of view. So the British, to some extent, are uh, demonized, but there's also it's like fine. A, there's also <laughs> when are we not? <laughs> there's also a humanized element of them as well. So okay. it, it does it does them justice. It's like the same time as Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but essentially, 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 for the means of the film, Americans good. Yeah, <laughs> British yeah. Americans good. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but basically, basically, the whole story centers around this man who doesn't want to go to fight okay. for the Revolutionary War because he fears that his children will be brought into the conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has seven children of his own, and he has no wow. wife who's Oof. she died. Um, so he raises them on his own, and essentially, it's about him being brought into the war, and his sons kind of being brought into the mm-hmm. war as well, and about them kind of losing their humanity through it okay. and um, it's really really a brilliant film yeah. and super emotional they're like five or six moments that just really really hit you in the gut and show you like mm. the brutality of war and kind of like what it means to this this yeah. father and these his family wow. and what it does to a family and it's 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 really a spectacular film and i hadn't like i said i hadn't seen it in at least probably five or ten years honestly mm. And to just watch it again brought up so many emotions. John Williams is probably his best ever film score. It's so mm-hmm. such an emotional music. Um, yeah, no, I just would just as a general review, I'd recommend that film to anyone. I yeah. love that. Yeah. yeah, I'm a, I'm a. Y'all are both talking about some really like deep stuff. I'm gonna bring it back to. I've been watching <laughs> Lucifer. Lucifer, yeah, yeah. Oh my okay. god, what a classic. Um, so I just finished season. Uh, I want to say four. Right, I think I yeah, think the yeah, most Netflix recent? is season four, and I haven't seen any of this show, yeah. but I know. Oh man, I almost started it last it's, night. You gotta, you gotta. It's like, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a like um, what's that? Guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. That's what you're yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I love the characters, and there's like pop culture references all through it. Like, I nice. think in like one of the first episodes, Lucifer, um, the main character, obviously makes us like a shrek reference and it's just like it's <laughs> oh, fantastic wow. that's great it's yeah because it's it's kind of like so it's a it's a police show um like not not true crime by any means obviously because he is the devil on earth um but yeah okay essentially start from the start essentially the devil has left hell because he wants a break like he yeah. wants a he wants a vacation so he goes to la yeah um so he goes to la and he um, sets up a, a nightclub and he's like, he gives out favours to people in return for like, you've got to do something for me later on. Yeah. So um, can I can I ask, the devil mm. in terms of, we're talking strictly biblical devil. Yeah, like Catholicism. Catholicism. Mm-hmm. Is there a God alternative to um, him? It is, yes. Yeah. We okay. don't see him, okay. but he's there. Yeah. He's there. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not even hinted at. It's oh. like explicit like, like oh my dad did this <laughs> yeah 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 wait like, his, god is his dad yeah because like god created the angels so then oh he right, cre- yeah, yeah 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 that's yeah. right okay i was good yeah yeah, yeah. so it, it is lucifer as <laughs> like in seven years yes. of catholic school <laughs> so, it's, so, it's got, so it's got that kind of like like a preacher yeah. slash supernatural kind of element where like everything's oh, a, everything's almost. in play sort of thing yeah Almost, it's kind of like so. He's like the rebellious son. Like he yeah, right. does not like his dad. Yeah. Some some serious daddy issues. So do people? Um, people actually do go to hell if they're and it's a fiery hell. And yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And they're actually tortured for eternity. Yes. Fun. Yeah. I can see that. how he's a sympathetic main character. <laughs> yeah. No, but like his whole thing is it's like he isn't an evil person, but humanity blames him for their evilness. And then there's like kind of that little bit. But he gets involved with the police and he starts being a consultant mm-hmm. because he like has connections with like lots of people and he has this ability to um get people to tell them tell him their deepest desires 
um, which is obviously very useful yeah. in a case. Um, so it's like a superpower he has, kind of. Yeah, like yeah a as the devil, because like. his whole thing is all about desire. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, we love the Bible. Yeah, um, we do. <laughs> we love it. Um, yeah, but like, I don't. I really like it. Like, there are definitely some moments where I'm like, ooh, yeah, that's that's cliche. That's that's a bit much. But like, there's like really good like character development in, in there. Like, Lucifer really becomes like such a like lovable character. Does right. he kind of repent his ways in the end? Does he kind of become a bit better? Does he there's stop like, torturing people? There's a lot of <laughs> there is a lot of personal growth. I'll just okay. say that. I'm not okay. going to say too much more. Yeah. Um, no, please. Yeah, yeah and sure. of course, there's a love interest. Of course. Um, and it's, oh my god, I love it so much. I love this show <laughs> so much. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, no, it's definitely one that's been on my list. Yeah. I'll have to check out at some yeah. point. So in terms, of, there's a human love interest. He loves a human. Mm. Well, it's like. It's kind of like she intrigues him. Right. Okay. Thing. Kind of like Twilight. Yeah, style. and it's it's kind of like he la- he's like throughout the show he kind of becomes more intrigued with humanity. Right, I see. Okay. You know, rather yeah. than like disdainful. Yeah, understandable. Yeah. And and she and he like goes to a therapist and he, he like he like does therapy throughout the show. Wow. And like has like these really big like personal development moments and wow. it's it's fantastic okay it's interesting. yeah and You've it's got, got um yeah, yeah it's so good i think i'll have to give it a shot yeah absolutely yeah. it's yeah. one of those that i would have assumed it would just be some kind of like weird teen angsty drama i mean there's, def- like a, there's definitely elements of like oh this is this is kind of like, <laughs> yeah kind of getting buffy vibes. you better not be dissing buffy <laughs> oh careful of, there buddy uh, i mean like buffy <laughs> I don't know. I think I no, not not episodes. to not to rip on Buffy, but I think no. that there, I think there was like a counterculture born from mm. Buffy of yeah. those kind of shows. Um, yeah, kind of Teen Wolf esque. Oh kind my of thing. god, Teen Wolf. Yes. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I, I was kind of going for the no aspect of Teen Wolf. But, uh, <laughs> um, I'm a, I was a teenage girl when it came out, so right. please so, forgive me. So, so what you're saying is Teen Wolf and Spirit crossover is Teen really, Wolf and Spirit. <laughs> yes, please. Yes, please. Oh, well. <laughs> teen Horse. Oh. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Man, oh I, if if like... I could be a werehorse, werehorse. I would wow. be a werehorse. That'd be I, terrifying. Could you imagine having a be... horse with vampire teeth? I want Just nothing horse more in my life. That's all I want to see. I'm gonna make a movie like that. I'm literally. You're sure. better watch me make that movie. Yes, you can. You oh can, my goodness! You can write and. And, and star and, and star and, and just it'll be me. Yeah, it's just you can write, produce, direct, and star. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Okay, Sabrina Wyatt, the film. Sabrina Wyatt. <laughs> and it's just oh, um, spirit and teen yeah. wolf. No, but there are definitely elements of like, oh, this is definitely kind of catered towards women because there's a lot of Sherlock scenes and Tom right. Ellis who plays Lucifer. Oh boy, <laughs> he like he got real buff between last season and this season, and there was a full like ten second shot of just his naked torso and i'm like it's soft core porn yeah. is what you're saying pretty much yeah. <laughs> it's a good time excellent well moving swiftly on <laughs> um can i talk about two particular pieces of media that i have been that i have consumed that i love quite a lot there's one that i watched when it first came out in 2008 um a, a movie called defiance that i was briefly spoke to Stephen about before we started mm. recording um, it's a World War Two movie, but it's not sort of a frontline film. It's based on a true story. It's a Daniel Craig film, stars Daniel Craig. Oh, we love that. Um, I think 2008, just after he became, yeah, a couple of years after he he, he did Casino Royale mm-hmm. and maybe just before Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Um, and uh, back when he was exploding, um, it's about three Jewish brothers in Belarus, uh, in the forests there, um, and they kind of survive and create a guerrilla 
faction warfare and there was mm. all these sort of colorful characters who joined their kind of like jewish survival revolution against the nazis and it's just it's such a character driven film mm. with some really satisfying action scenes um highly recommend defiance i rewatched that a few days ago um a movie that i watched yeah over 10 years ago um it's on netflix i believe mm. Um, and also, I've been rereading a book that came out in 2014 uh, called Red Rising. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful series that I hope to review for this podcast at one point. Yes, I've bought um, it in preparation. You've bought it in preparation. Yes, yes. About oh, a lot. I just such an amazingly well constructed narrative, and the way that Piers Brown, the author, mm-hmm. it's his first. It was his first book, I think, actually, and it just exploded in popularity. Um, Give us the 10 second premise. Of 10 it, second premise. Okay. Uh, hundreds if not thousands of years in the future um, humanity has colonized the solar system mostly mm-hmm. um, they have evolved into this racial hierarchy of colors they call them colors mm-hmm. um, what happened was is sort of humanity kind of went to the moon and then they kind of like had a, uh, like a faction of government on the moon who engaged in a lot of like eugenics and stuff and mm-hmm. bred the perfect kind of human specimen mm-hmm. they call them gold mm-hmm. and then they kind of bred down the hierarchy as well like humans as we know them today are extinct mm-hmm. and humans in like these color hierarchy forms and at the very bottom of the hierarchy you've got reds at the very top you've got golds mm-hmm. and it kind of goes down it's like silvers coppers whites obsidians yellows mm-hmm. greens they all serve different purposes mm-hmm. within society anyway it's called red rising because it's about a young red boy who lives below the surface of mars mm-hmm. uh, as a miner um mining the earth he doesn't know that the solar system has been colonized. So the reds that live below the earth, the miners, are told that they are pioneers and they're lied to and oh. they're kept in the mines and they're told that they are terraforming the uh, the other planets because Earth is dying. Mm-hmm. Basically, he goes, I won't spoil it, but he goes through a series of events uh, quite early on that get him to the surface and he joins like a, a like freedom fighter faction oh, and he kind of has to infiltrate gold society and overthrow mm. their society from the inside Ooh. the way i best can describe it is it's star wars and game of thrones had a love child oh, and I love that. this book series is that love child um nice. it is so political it is so i just love the political maneuvering i just love the character development all mm. the characters darrow is the main character i love mustang who's one of the main characters she's fantastic i um, love that mustang I, is yeah a yes well I love that. <laughs> she's called mustang it's not her real name her real name is virginia but oh, she gets, gets, i much prefer mustang yeah she gets given the nickname <laughs> mustang because when darrow first meets her she's riding a mustang love uh, so he calls her mustang right. um, and darrow is called the reaper of mars because Ooh. he's like a yeah, he just basically becomes like a warlord, and like, oh, it's just so good. It's so good. <laughs> Read it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> please. Well, yeah. yeah, no, I, th- I think it's definitely something we'll be um, reading at some mm, point in yes. the future. That was definitely one of the yeah. one of the better yeah. ten second descriptions I've heard. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, Thank no, you. I um, I I was so excited. I went, in, I like just walked into Dimex the other day. I was like, I just, I just have a quick look, um, and I found the fourth book of this series, uh, Spellslinger by Sebastian right. de Castel. Okay. Um, what a and name, huh? Sebastian yeah, Spellslinger. Love that. Yeah. Oh, Spellslinger as well. Yeah, yeah, Sebastian de Casella. Fantastic name, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but it's about... So there's like... It's this like other kind of fantasy world and there are these people, the Jantep people, who can use magic through these like um, tattoos that they have 
done when they're very young and they've like special medals in them and if you can if you have an affinity for magic you can like spark the bands and make them move and then you can use like the element of fire or the element of um i think it's like stone and there's sand and like there's all it's all different things it's real cool um a very different type of like a different look on magic right um but it's essentially about this boy um who i've totally forgotten his name kellen his name's kellen um it's about this boy kellen who is the son of a very powerful jantep mage like he's like there's like the prince of their kind of tribe and his dad is like kind of right under him in terms of like power Mm -hmm. um and he is can't he can't strike his bands like he can't can't cast magic. He can't right. cast magic. Okay. Um, and yeah, and there's there's the Jantep who can do magic and the Shartep who can't do magic. Um, and he like and the Shartep is essentially servants. Right. Like they they'd like not even thought about. They they can't they yeah, it's there's this like a real big status difference between these two people. And he essentially he has to try and like um, trick people into sparking his bands which leads onto a whole different thing um and right. it's it's so cool so this is kind it's, of like cool in-depth like magic yes, world yeah yeah but it's right. like um it's it's quite teen novel-y but like <laughs> not to the YA. yeah a little bit i yeah. mean that's all i read um <laughs> but like no it's like it's really interesting and um like there's like the right amount of like action a little bit of romance in there but there's like Ooh. this mystery and there's like there's like the big baddie that he has to defeat, of course, and it's kind of like, but he's not the, he's not like an all-powerful, like he's not the chosen one right. type thing. It's right. like he has to work really hard to get where he goes, and he has to use his like cunning and his mind to kind of overcome things, which I think is really interesting, so especially like spin on the chosen one kind of story. Yeah, that we've seen a lot. yeah, yeah. I like that. yeah, yeah. But um, I definitely like go it. read that because I'm really excited to read this fourth book. That's fantastic yeah and yeah well yeah. done wow that's good well if nobody else has anything to say yeah. Stephen no, I've got nothing I've been reading but I think I'll oh, save it for, for another time okay um, we'll move on now to Sabrina's uh, gonna be sex education talking about sex yes. education with us I'm yes. excited to hear your thoughts yes I loved that show like so much I thought um, I think we're all in agreement that we all loved it right oh, just yeah. to say off the bat like yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. very pleasantly surprised is the script mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. use for my reaction but yeah. please continue yeah no Um. well I don't know I thought I thought it it does what a lot of shows have been doing recently where they kind of um, talk about difficult subjects but not difficult's not the right word but like atypical mm-hmm. where it's talking about like um autism in a different way and it's this is talking about like teenagers and wait so autism was autistic no he wasn't atypical oh. is about autism ah sorry right. sorry show. i was gonna say blimey all right no sorry that was me um yeah but i think the way that it talks about like sex and relationships is really important mm-hmm. and the way that it doesn't like I don't know I just I think it's, it was really cool and I really liked the characters I liked how dynamic all of them were and how yeah. they all worked together like I love the Otis Maeve and Ola love triangle mm-hmm. I love love triangles so much <laughs> like unironically love love triangles yes. um but like I don't know I really like how all the players all the characters like play off each other I did think at some points it was a little bit predictable 
Um, yeah. mm-hmm. Just with spoiler alert, please, like, Yeah, we're going to skip. Be going full spoilers. Just, just full spoilers. Yeah. Can um, I, going to spoilers, I rather a, a quick question. Mm-hmm. When Maeve had her abortion, mm. was that the lad's, what's his name? The, oh, that was Jackson. That was Jackson. Yeah, it was Jackson's kid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She never told him. No, she, yeah. did, she didn't. Which, are there going to be consequences there? I haven't think? thought about that, but probably because yeah. I because yeah. I thought because originally I was like that's Jackson's, isn't it? But then mm. they just didn't address it. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, well, wow, okay, so she just didn't tell him. But I suppose that's that's a big thing for her character, though, is that's mm. how she deals with things like that. Is yes. she's just she's a very private person. Yeah, yeah, sure. but 100%. I mean, yeah, wouldn't going... even like let people into her kind of uh, caravan for a long yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, yeah, yeah, and having like Otis be the one to kind of break through is really cute. It's really great, and I think that for me yeah. to show why Otis is uh, designed to be with Maeve. But we'll get into yeah, that. In a bit. We'll get, yeah, yeah. Um, but I did, I did think it was somewhat predictable. Like I was watching the first right. episode with my friend, and she'd already seen it all. And the second Adam started being mean to Eric, I was like, he's yeah. going to be gay. Yeah, like I call, he's going to be gay. Well. Like, I didn't actually up. call. I only called that later. Yeah. After he kind of broke up with his girlfriend and he was kind of yeah. like talking to Otis' mum, I was like, oh, there might be some kind of development there where mm. he turns out to be like into something or mm. like does something that, or, or finds something that's not necessarily mainstream. Yeah. I didn't really call him being gay or having a thing for mm. um, Trombona. Um, Eric. <laughs> Eric. I called him, I just call him Trombona. I, I know his that. name was Eric because I love Eric. Um, but I just love the name Trombona mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, ha- yeah, I don't know. That was a really interesting yeah. twist, and I liked that because it's very much like kind of is addressing homophobia in a way that's like, are these yeah. people just confused? Yeah, and yeah. I, I just yeah. I think another thing the show did so well, like especially with the whole like Adam being introduced as the bully to the gay guy, and yeah. then you know us being like. <laughs> Yeah, we get ya. Um, but I think they had such a strong opening in terms of introducing the characters with like what they, what the crux of their issue is. Yes. Like there was no kind of like um, beating around the bush. Like oh, I don't know. Like what's this one's issue? Like it was straight up. We yeah. knew it. We knew what we were going to get out of it. We knew what they were going, that what their wants and needs were. With um, Adam and uh, Gilly from Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, like what's her character? I'm so bad with names. Today. It's actually not Gilly from Game of Thrones. Isn't really it? Really looks like her. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it? I thought no. it was. No, it's not. It really um, looks yeah, like it. Her. Really looks like because I thought it was the same as well. Because I was like, yeah. hey, it's a chick from Skins. I was like, yeah. no, it's not. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it? No, she does look a lot like her. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Are they related in some way? Possibly. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess the thing for me as well is mm. just that it's so refreshing to see these kind of characters. Like you said, like we just know mm. instantly what they're about. Like I think that, I think that they really change as people. A lot of them throughout mm-hmm. the show, and I think that's kind of what keeps you in there. Because admittedly, yeah. admittedly, the show isn't really giving us much new with its format, or yeah. like it, it's kind of you know it's just stereotypical like student film. Like they're at mm. high school, they're kind mm-hmm. of dealing with these yeah. problems like how can they solve it there's got an interesting premise in the fact that Otis is giving sexual advice yeah. while not being able to have sex himself or yeah. even yeah. masturbate himself yeah. which yeah. is great well, but, um, yeah. and a really cool ironic mm-hmm. so the the last scene where he does give it a go yeah I don't want to be too explicit <laughs> can I be explicit <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, yeah. well, are we talking about the show like yeah, you kind of have point. to be <laughs> explicit warning viewers um, so does Otis come I mean <laughs> yes. I'm going to say he does I, I think so god what a, what a weird cliffhanger, huh? <laughs> I never thought I'd be so gripped on a male finishing 
a masturbatory. Can we just get a soundbite? <laughs> I'm not as gripped as uh, by masturbation as I thought I would be. <laughs> All right, guys. The real question is: Are we Team Maeve and Otis? I am personally. I'm, I think I am. I, I, am I didn't not, think I would be at first. I didn't think I would be at first. As soon as I saw them, I was like, "How are you going to make these two characters who are so opposite yes. like believably fall in love?" Yeah. And I think that the way that they did it was so damn good. I, their, their personalities yeah. fit so perfectly. I would say I mm. love I love Ola. I think she's a fantastic character. Mm-hmm. I just I think she's kind of like the I don't know. Maybe she's like the step. She's the red towards, herring for yeah, me. Yeah, she's like, the red herring. I think. Mm. I think maybe she'll um, have her own kind of like development. Development, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe she's like bi or something, something like or, that. or comes out as. I don't like think they know enough about each other. I don't think it's like no. a relationship that's no, built on something real. Like no, o- Otis fair. and Maeve are like mm. they have something yes. built like that's well, really truly special. Yeah, uh, can I, I give a little bit yeah. of a hot take? Mm-hmm. A little bit of a controversial right. opinion. Mm-hmm. I am not necessarily Team Otis and Ola. Like mm-hmm. them right. together may or may not work. It needs more development. Mm-hmm. But I'm very much not Otis and Maeve, and I'll tell you why. I can definitely believe that Otis likes Maeve. Mm-hmm. Definitely, like mm-hmm. he's a you know, speaking as a rather pathetic man myself. Um, <laughs> no, just a joke. <laughs> speaking as somebody who has had an experience or two over the years with unrequited love, mm. uh, people who I've possibly cared for or have cared for me whatever i it's a very relatable scenario to be in mm. i just can't believe that from the way that the characters are and the personality types mm. of otis and mave i don't necessarily believe that mave could be in love with otis i just don't believe that i do love, love is a strong word right i would say yeah i'm like they're teenagers but i i really do think that i think mave as a character she wants to be more open like she wants to she wants to be able to trust somebody but throughout her life she has not she's consistently not been able to trust the people in her life okay and i think having her parents her brother like these cool untrustable characters yeah and even even like you said it with jackson who's like he's a lovely guy i do do think jackson is far more suited to mave though the kind of like the popular, likable, charismatic, successful i I think i think so but we're only see this is what i think where we're where I think the conversation about this show gets really interesting, but mm. I don't think any of these characters are going to... By the end of this show, I don't think any of the characters are going to end up in the same place that they started. So oh, I think change not. is a massive thing in this show. I'm just yeah. going to call I, it right now, shipping Otis and Eric. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's, yeah, we love that. Or, or the, the other gay guy comes around. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Adam. No, the no, other gay the, one. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the mean one. The mean one. Yeah. But he was kind of sympathetic punched. at the yeah. end as well because, like, he was yeah. like, I had to come out to my mum, and it's like. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm, that really surprised me, especially yeah. as, like, he's, like, so obviously out at school. Yes. That's, like, and, like, I mean, that's. that's I love that I'm all not, these characters yeah. aren't villainized. Like, even someone like yeah. Adam, like, you, you, the whole show, you kind of, like, maybe Adam's dad is kind of like the only but even then at the start you get why he'd be pissed at Adam right you understand why you'd want to send him off to military school he's basically just screwing around they're very realistic characters I feel there's there's, it's not like a like a a Game of Thrones type this person is only evil and I hate them so much well even then in Game of Thrones I I guess even in Game of Thrones I mean we could get into that thing about like <laughs> let's not get into that no. we, we did but that last week we back to sex ed we talk about Gillian Anderson as um, the mum oh I, yes she's oh, amazing I love her acting but that character 
Oh, she tests me. Really? She tests me so much. Yes, she has Let's no boundaries. No. Oh, like, yeah. I'm sorry, as a psychologist, surely you understand. Like, respect your children's wishes. Yeah. Don't be like, oh, he said not to go into his room. Haha. Really, that means let's go into his room. Yeah, but she, she <sighs> I mean, it's not like she. Okay, so. And then with the whole thing she's with always good dad, in, She's always well intentioned, though, right? Like, she's. Well, the whole thing with Ola's dad, that's, dad that's yeah, that's a selfish that, that's thing. A bit, that's kind of yeah. Me off. Wait, wait, you guys aren't a fan of. I really like that relationship. I, think, I like I that think, relationship, but it's. I like it. It's the fact that. I think that, that's going to be a good relationship for both people. Mm. But I just think, like. The fact that the, the, the relationship between Ola and Otis exists and they are both aware of it. Yeah. Yet they still choose to. Oh no, no! For for me, for me, hundred percent no. I think that um, you you prioritize the adult relationship. I think that they those two are way more suited to each other than I think Ola yeah, and Otis. I mean, but I think does that issue... does in terms of us looking at it from a viewer's perspective? If you look at it from the characters' perspective, as if these characters were real, and mm. if this situation yeah. existed in the real world, as far as Otis's mother, who's Jean and yeah. Jacob, go, they weren't together Otis and Ola got together well actually they were together before but they weren't really together they were kind of just flirting and like had sex yeah but still it like I I, I honestly I do think I think they're they're well suited to each other I think just the whole the the way it started not in terms of like oh he worked for her type thing (laughs) oh the plumber comes around to the the (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like in terms of like Otis specifically asking for her not to and then for her after also having like pushed past his boundaries um i I just i get the sense of like she just doesn't really respect him as a person well i think i think she i think she's getting better at it but i think at the moment what she's doing is she's like no but i'm the parent like she's not treating him as, as his own person i think it feels that way because we're at like we're at the end of this season, right? We've had a lot of change, but the characters aren't quite there yet. Yeah. Which kind of brings me onto like season two. Any predictions? Which is coming down, coming out really Ooh. soon, I think. Yeah, it's it's not far away. I don't think. When is it? It's only a couple months, I think. Is it? Yeah, this talk. Well, I'm I'll so be straight okay. on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Predictions. Um, I think that. I think that I'm a... hoping that we get something with Jackson for me. I hope that Jackson gets. I really want him to get, have his gets, moment. Get something yeah. special happen here. Yeah. He, he deserves. He, he, yeah, him and I, Eric. I really want the two of them. Yeah. To have like a good time this next season. I think Jackson yeah. will. So I've got a, maybe a prediction for a couple of characters. Jackson will realize that he doesn't enjoy swimming and mm-hmm. that he's just doing it for his mother mm-hmm. um, or one of his mothers um, to make her happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he will come to that realization and he will embrace something that he really wants to do. Yeah, which maybe um, I mean maybe it could be reading. Could, it could like, be anything. It could, it could be that that whole yeah. feminism. It could, it could be. To learn yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. quite an ironic kind of yeah, twist on it that story. Could be something like it could be something completely unrelated. We don't know. Mm. Um, I think could be that he gives up like the sporting kind of side altogether, mm. which would yeah. obviously be yeah. in conflict with um, his mum. Yeah, yeah. But I think Otis will remain much the same. He will probably develop and start to get more sexual experience. Mm. I think there's a twist coming with Ola, whether mm. it's something we don't know about her, her yeah. personality, her past something she's done something she will do something about her yeah. sexuality I think she, she's definitely a very much like an um an unknown there's a lot more to learn about her i think yeah absolutely yeah. um yeah i'm really i'm really hoping that i'm i just i really want maven otis to get well, thank you thank you i i, I, I need really, the, cri- really the crimson that. clover moment for at the end of season Oof. one whereas Maeve comes mm, up to yes. to with you know she's, she's she finally realized like it's finally hit her 
who the right person was all along and she's got the, yeah. the jumper and she comes to say what she actually no, feels and weird. bam yeah. that that moment it's one of the yeah. the old time like, feels it's like moments. it's a classic but yeah. oh my god it works it's like it works. It's, i think what will happen in season two is they will flip the Otis Maeve relationship, yeah. Where so she's the one, that's she's the one pining, chasing him, and he's just not interested. He's just totally yeah. in love Do- with Ola, and like, yeah, that's what I think. Because at do. first I wondered if that kind of ruined it, but him, yeah. her seeing them together. But maybe at first it will, but then she'll kind of come back yeah. around. And I'm, like, I'm almost yeah. thinking, I think Ola's a very switched on girl. She'll so notice. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking she'll, she's already she'll make a comment to yeah. Otis. Maybe she and did then, notice, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I think she'll make a. a comment to Otis about how like oh she's like really into you which she mm, did yeah. earlier yeah and I think maybe what'll happen is what tends to happen in real life is like when you realize someone's interested and you're like oh maybe like you, you start yeah. thinking about it yes I'm really hoping that happens I'm just, I'm just, I, just, I want them to get together please we'll, we'll see like I think Maeve needs some development before she's and Otis yeah. isn't exactly a morally great character yeah. he's done some things but I think overall I don't know. Maeve, Maeve, for me, I don't know, the way she just kind of, like, didn't care that Otis had to had commitments with Eric, and then Eric, obviously, then... Yeah. That, I, the oh the blame for that solely rests on... Well, not solely, but mostly rests with Maeve. For, like, manipulating Otis and knowing Otis had liked her, and then saying, no, you've got to come with me, don't worry about Eric. And, like, yeah. knowing that Otis would just... That doesn't obviously make Otis blameless, because he's the one who, mm-hmm. who went along with it. And then having... Maeve like kind of lead Jackson on for a while. Yeah, and she then... definitely she has a lot of growing to do. Yeah, I t- um, I'm not a fan. I think and she's I think, a bad I person. Think maybe through. I, I think she, I just think that I she think hasn't had the opportunity. Exactly. Like... She she has she's not had a good, um, a good like role model almost. A, or, or like yeah. she she, has, she hasn't had the and opportunity I, to feel safe. And I actually do think like she's a good she person as well. If you think like she yeah. she clearly she's clearly intelligent as well, right? She's oh, obviously yeah. like yeah, she's course, yeah, clearly they, they make smart. a very very big point of making that she's a very switched on mm. girl. Um I think that you see that the way that she cares for someone like her brother, for example, who bringing him into the show late in the game, I think was a great yeah, choice. Who was he played by? Because that was a really good performance. I can't as well. remember yeah. his name. I'll have to look him up. But the character's name was Sean anyway. Reminds Sean me of, an old, of a friend of mine, basically. Right. Um, just that kind of like devil may care, sort of like um, drink, drugs, rock and roll kind of style his young name lad. name is Edward Blumall. Edward who? Blumall. Edward Blumall. He's been in Shout A, a Discovery of Witches. Killing Eve, the oh, Killing Eve, Pal- yeah, I've heard good things Halcyon, about that. and the commuter, right? The commuter, commuter. I, I have heard of the commuter and traitors. Wow, okay, okay, well, yeah, well hopefully out. he's back for season two. I'd be, hopefully. I want to see more of him. He um, will yeah. probably return, yeah. and I think, I hope Maeve kind of whips him into shape and so do I. sorts him out. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 much I, I, I hope that Maeve gets out of this. this I really um, think going this through Gypsy Park, this Gypsy Park, I didn't, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can we say that? I want, I want her to have better. Have yeah. better prospects. I yeah. think as well with the whole Maeve being a bad person. I think she will. We've already started to see a little bit of a change, and I think through wanting Otis, maybe she'll be like, okay, like I'm gonna take, a, I'm gonna take stock of what I'm doing. Yes. And make a change. What do I have to do to deserve him? Like exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I think she's realised now that from seeing Otis as kind of yeah. this like she's, whoever she's guy, not, yes. she realizes that he is like well, kind think, of yeah. the perfect. I think man. the if. Maeve and Otis probably will end up together, but the mm. start of their relationship, I think, will mark a good end point for the show, probably. Mm. Because the, can you continue this show? So, for example, say they season two culminates with Maeve and Otis getting together. Mm-hmm. Can you then continue the show past that point? What is there to do for those characters? 
No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, I, I think that... Like, but, I, I, what, what I'd, I'd love high school, more, but you wouldn't they? be able yeah, to do it. You wouldn't like. be able to stand up straight. What Sorry. year in high school were they? They're uh, in sixth form, so it's the final two years in the UK. Okay, so next I'm season so next season will be their last... <laughs> next season will be their last year of high school. Yeah, if they have a time so jump. Graduation, yeah. 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 Did they finish their high school? Yeah, they had the dance and stuff, I assume. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. So I assume this will be graduation year, and then maybe there'll be a third season where it's like off to college kind of thing yeah, and like, yeah. Well, I mean yeah, because that, that would provide its own well were they were they issues. hang on were they starting I think form? they were just starting I think I they're think halfway so. through let me the, check let me just let me look year. up to see if they were I, yeah. I have a feeling they have like a year and a half to go right because I feel like graduation would have been a big thing that they would have put in like it would yeah have they definitely didn't graduate because um, or, or like even like the end of the year would have been a decent decently big thing yeah yeah usually these usually stories start either like second year of okay so if they were last year of high school if they were at the beginning of their sixth form career it's a three one to three year Mm. Um. So it, yeah. Sorry, I got confused about um six form. So six form is so there uh, could be is, three is, years. Is three left. years. Yeah. So okay. So essentially, that makes sense then for the show to take place in their last three years of yeah, schooling, for right? Sure. So so maybe it's three seasons. Yep. Yeah, so three yeah. seasons. Yeah. And end on graduation kind of thing. That's generally yeah. what these high school kind of yeah. things yeah. do. So so I didn't yeah. I didn't recall if they if that was the start of I for some reason I thought they were like in their last year of six right. form, mm. but now I remember back to the first episode Eric was talking about going into sixth form so they, yeah. that was the beginning so the, presumably they've got three years years uh, 11, 12, 13 of their schooling so right. yeah great well um, cool yeah. well if that's all we've really got to say on sex, educa- sex education guys so yeah. highly recommend everyone checks Absolutely. it out on Netflix if you haven't seen Absolutely. it moving on uh, we're now going to be talking about a little segment called what have you been creating all of us mm. here are some creative minds um, of some description of some description yes. um, <laughs> so yeah I guess Tom you want to start us off well look I've got a um, a bit of an interesting thing that I'm working on I don't want to say too much because it's still in its very early stages I've spoken to Stephen about it quite reasonably extensively um, about my ideas for a story a written book um, that I I've had these characters in mind I've developed three to four different characters that I wanted to put into a story, but I could never have a satisfactory plot to drop them into, mm-hmm. if you get what I'm saying. That's kind of how I operated. I based these characters off of, um, well, one of them is kind of loosely based on myself and certain aspects of my personality. I, I started to write this character a few years ago when I was kind of going through a bit of a de- development slash change in my mm-hmm. own per- life. I kind of started thinking about a story and, and a character based in a story and then the character kind of became bigger than the story and I kind of abandoned that story and mm-hmm. just focused on developing the character mm. and that character is quite close to my heart and then there's a few other people um, in my life that I've taken great inspiration from to develop some other characters those that ha- you know have quite a some of them have quite a close relationship with me some of them I, I have only known in real passing and I've used them I've just used people that I've met as basis to create <laughs> characters um, so I've got these uh, characters that I want to develop into a fantasy political story. I won't say too much more because everything is subject to change and I would like to come back and talk about it on the podcast once I've developed it a bit mm. more. But there is something in the works and I am working on it. It is, it is a very subject to change, very early stages, but I've kind of got the main characters and a basic skeleton plot down. Mm-hmm. Once I've developed it a bit more, I'll come back. And update you on my progress. Exciting things to come from Tom. Indeed. What about you, Sabrina? What are you working on at the moment? Yeah, well, I'm just finishing up actually a one of the films, a seven minute film for one of my units. Um, It's 
called Where the Streetlights Fade. You can find us on Facebook. Um, <laughs> you directed this, that's right. I did. I directed it. Um, my first, like, my directing debut. Cool. Um, yeah, but it's, like, it's about this... Um, Okay, logline is it's a cold-hearted bounty hunter who has to struggle with his um, struggle between doing the job and his emotions when he finds out that his most recent mark is his long-lost brother. Right. Oh wow. Nice. Yeah. Like that premise. Yeah. That's um, a cool premise. I like yeah, it. Thank you. Um, bounty hunter in what context, may I ask? Uh, like, oh, like time period? Yes. Now. Now? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're kind of like a modern day yeah. assassin. Yeah. Hitman sort of Hitman yeah. kind of right. thing. Okay. Yes. Cool. cool. Yeah, but it was um, it was a process to make this. We had a lot of things go wrong, um, but we finally got the picture cut done, um, like video lock, and now right. we're just doing some final things on sound, and that right. should be done within the next couple of weeks. Where can it be viewed? Um, so I'll be uploading it to... We do have a Facebook page, which is um, where the streetlights fade, hyphen short film um but i when it's up i will be l- uploading links to all of my social media so cool. sabrina.wyatt um on instagram and um Your i will pop it on twitter me. which is sabrina yeah. underscore oh. sabrina white or something let me just yeah. Yeah. Sabrina white on our instagram so yeah. Yes. I don't use Twitter very often. <laughs> Can you all tell? I, yes, if you can't remember your own handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah, great. yeah, but I'm really excited. Like, I'm honestly, I'm really pleased with how it all went. Um, like, we definitely we had we had a lot of struggle. We had we had um, had some people drop out last minute, um, which was not fun. Part and parcel of filmmaking. <laughs> that's all about. Yeah, yeah, but we managed. Um, 100%. And honestly, like, I'm really proud of the result. Like, yeah. Yeah. Great. I'm excited to see it. So, yeah, you just have yes. to let us know. Definitely on my anticipated film list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, what about you, Stephen? Uh, yeah, well, uh, myself, um, I am currently working on quite a big project, which is going to encompass, essentially, the next year and a half of my life, which I is uh, my actual feature film debut, which is an exciting time. Nice. Um, so, I'm making a, hopefully, 90-minute film mm-hmm. um, through my master's next year and writing a thesis alongside it Love that. i'm still in the development process at the moment but all i can say is that it's going to be a coming of age film it's going to be Wonderful. set in australia and it's going to be be telling like an inherently australian story and about like about real people that you mm. know we interact with every day and i think that that hasn't really been done from mm. a from perspective of an australian voice through, yeah. an, through an australian lens yeah so, for sure yeah it should I be pretty that. exciting and i'll Definitely be keeping you guys up to date on my Absolutely. progress with that. Very, very excited. Yes. Yes, it should be, <laughs> should be great. Should be a good one. Great. Well, that pretty much covers everything for this week, guys. Yeah. Um, so now all I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly give you a little sneak peek <laughs> for next week's review. All right. So this week was Sex Education by Sabrina, mm-hmm. which is great. We all love that show. Um, the next thing is going to be something a little bit more obscure. So I'm going to have to ask you guys to, to stick with me. This while, is some like, homework for all this, this is some homework if you can. If you can't, I understand it. It's a bit of a bit of a task. Essentially, I'm going to be reviewing Saga, which is, in my opinion, probably the best literature of the 21st century. We love um, that. So that's how, that's how high I, I, <laughs> I hold this in esteem. Um, we're going to be talking about volumes one to three, about 20-minute reads each, maybe half an hour if you're a slow reader. Um, Comic, comic books, aren't they? Yes, they're, yes. they're, they're graphic novels. Graphic novels, yeah. basically, yeah. Yeah. Um, so essentially, it's 
the best way I can describe this series to you is it's like an amazing mixture of like Game of Thrones meets Harry Potter meets Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so like, wow. So it's it's this kind of massive world, big scope kind of thing. Probably the next great fantasy series. Mm. It's written um, by Brian K. Vaughan, who helped create Lost, and okay, um, like some of like the most famous graphic novels, something like Why the Last Man, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, essentially, the the logline for the story is it's a story about two soldiers from warring planets who fall in love and. Um, do what no one thinks is possible and give birth to a child. It's the story about them trying to evade the bounty hunters that are set after them um, and them trying to essentially live peaceful lives. Oh, I love that. Yeah, um, wow. while, while cool being kind of an enemy like of Romeo all states of the entire universe, yeah. essentially. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> essentially, Romeo, yeah, think Romeo and Juliet in space, essentially. Oh, wow. yeah. We love that. Um, nice. Exciting. It's just this amazing story with so many unforgettable characters and unforgettable moments. And yeah, um, it's probably the best thing I've ever read so I'm really excited really wow. excited to talk to you guys about nice. it next, next week well wow. whenever we come back next yeah next yeah. episode excited next episode. what a treat of a sneak peek huh? <laughs> yeah <laughs> great well Alrighty. thanks for thanks for tuning in uh, yeah. for today's episode guys um, thank you you can find us uh you can find us all find online us, find us all online you can find myself on Twitter at mr Thomas LB on Twitter yeah you can find I... me at uh mr Stephen James underscore on Twitter uh, I am Sabrina Wyatt underscore. Um, and then for Instagram, it's at Sabrina.Wyatt. And if you want to find the podcast as a whole, it's at any every podcast on Twitter. And what's our Instagram handle again, Sabrina? Yeah, if we could just check that. Sorry, guys. I've, it seems <laughs> loading in process. Just loading in <laughs> process. Um, yes, and we also, um, you can find us on various different listening devices, probably the one that you're listening on right now. Um, or indeed YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Yeah, so Instagram is anything, everything podcast. That's one word, one. no caps. Great. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. I've been Stephen. I've been Tom. I've been Sabrina. We'll, we'll join you next time. Thank you. Thank you.